Hey guys, and welcome to Mr. Old School's Wrestling Podcast with your AEW review tonight. Uh, what, like I said, man, what a great show. Um, starting out tonight, we have a commercial-free match. No commercials whatsoever. We have Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Lucha Bros. Um, great match. Uh, starting out the match, you know, Phoenix definitely shows his you know great athleticism, man. He is fantastic. Um, Omega starts keeping up the pace, hits a uh, guitar crusher on Phoenix that looked absolutely devastating. Um, after that, we have Pentagon hyping the crowd up with you know his signature Zero Miro. Um, had the crowd going crazy. And then um, Hangman kind of mocks that with his own, you know, cowboy shit moniker, which is awesome. The crowd was going nuts for that as well. Hangman hits a big boot on Pentagon. Hangman Page then hits a double chop. Uh, Hangman and um, Omega hit a double chop on Pentagon, which was awesome. Uh, and then Omega hits a front flip off the ropes, hits Pentagon and Phoenix on the outside. Lucha Bros, um, they both show impressive tag team moves throughout this match. I mean, it was just fantastic. Uh, Hangman turns up, turns up the match and attacks both uh, Pentagon and Phoenix. Um, and then the Lucha Bros kind of counter that. They show their own great tag team moves together. I mean, fantastic tag team. Uh, they end up hitting a, a double uh, Tope Soacito on Omega outside the ring. Then Omega hits a fly, a running knee on Phoenix, which was great. Hangman hits, Hangman hits a Tope Soacito on Pentagon and Phoenix on the outside. And then Hangman hits a drop saw on Phoenix, which... I love that move. That move is fantastic. Um, after that, we have Phoenix hits uh, Hangman with a uh, face buster, um, face buster on him, which was great. Um, after that, we have a main attorney. You know, Omega's trying to turn up the action and you know, turn up the heat of the match. Omega hits a snap dragon suplex on Phoenix, which his snap suplexes are just insane. And then Pentagon hits a package pile driver with the help of Phoenix on Omega, and then the Lucha Bros get the pin and get the three. After that, we have uh, Pac cutting a promo backstage on Omega. He wants a rematch. Um, Omega got the best of him last time, so definitely look forward to seeing that match. But during that segment, uh, Pac is backstage and attacks Michael Nakazawa. Nakazawa is uh, one of Omega's best friends and best buddies in AEW. And uh, while he's trying to, you know, Omega goes backstage and looks for Nakazaka and where he's at, uh, he's actually attacked by the Lucha Bros backstage. Uh, and then we have Darby Allen appearing, uh, which was fantastic. The crowd was going crazy. Definitely, Darby Allen's definitely a fan favorite in AEW. Um, after that segment, we have the Butcher and the Blade versus Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. Um, it was a great tag match. Butcher shows his definitely shows his strength by literally throwing Darby Allen like a rag doll. It was it was crazy. It was absolutely hilarious. And then uh, Darby gets back up and starts showing his speed and his athleticism. He's very very fast on his feet. Um, and then Butcher hits a devastating clothesline on Cody. Uh, then, Bo you know, Butcher showing his dominance on Cody, pretty much just taking it to him throughout the match. Um, and then we had Darby. Uh, he's de desperately looking for attack, you know, for attack from Cody on the outside. I mean, he's definitely wanting to get into the match. And then once he gets tagged in, he hits a Canadian Destroyer on Blade, which is fantastic. And then he hits a stunner on Butcher. And, and Butcher's a big guy, a really big athletic wrestler. Uh, and he, he's just he's just like a bruiser weight, man. He just wants to go in there and destroy you. Kind of reminds me of Trevor Murdoch. Um, after that, Co Cody and Darby team up and hit a, hit a toe Soacito outside of the ring on Butcher and Blade. Then Darby hits a coffin drop that looked absolutely sick on Butcher on the outside. Uh, and then Cody hits the finisher on Blade for the three, and they get the win. 
all in all, it was a great match between, you know, with Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes versus Butcher and Blade. It was a great match. And it's a great storyline. I look forward to seeing what, you know, AEW, you know, does with that storyline. Um, after that match, we have Awesome Kong versus Miranda Alizé. Um, I don't know much about Miranda Alizé. She looks like a newcomer to AEW. Maybe it was a tryout match for her. But it also it ultimately turned into a squash match. Awesome Kong just destroyed her, got the finish, got the pin for three, and match was over. Definitely a squash match. Um, after that match, we have a, a Jungle Boy uh, interview with Jim Ross, pretty much explaining the match that he's having uh, later on the night with uh, the champion, uh, Chris Jericho. Um, you know, just, you know, telling, you know, to everybody what his dad would think of him, you know, his dad, uh, ended up passing away and, um, that it's a great opportunity for jungle boy. And he looks to capitalize the match and get the win. So it was a great interview with him and Jim Ross. Um, after that segment, we jump right into the Chris Jericho versus jungle boy match. Fantastic match. It was a, you know, I think it was a 10 minute time limit, but it was a great match. Um, when the mat, when the bell rang, jungle boy quickly got the quick roll up on Jericho only for the one count. Um, definitely because he's so, you know, little and fast, he definitely showed his speed during his, uh, Jungle Boy showed his speed throughout this entire match. Uh, Jericho picks up the action showing why, you know, he is the champion though. He ends up to start brutalizing, uh, Jungle Boy from post to post. It, it, it definitely shows why, you know, AEW chose him as a champion. You know, he's, Jericho still has it. Um, then Jericho hits a devastating code breaker on Jungle Boy for the pin, only gets a two count. Uh, and then suddenly Hager, uh, Jake Hager comes out, tags Jungle Boy on the outside. Uh, Luchasaurus is out there with Jungle Boy. Him and uh, Luchasaurus and Hager get into a fight out on the outside. Um, and then Jungle Boy hits a Tope Suicida on Jericho, which was awesome. Um, after that, we have Jungle Boy hits a Lion Salt on Jericho, which nobody, I believe, has done that in AEW, uh, which was fantastic. He did a fantastic, uh, phenomenal job with that. And then Joko hits a devastating powerbomb on uh Jericho hits a devastating powerbomb on Jungle Boy in, in the ring, and it was it was just brutal, completely brutal. And then he uh, and then Jericho applies the the walls of Jericho, and with the remaining time limit, with a, you know ten minute, you know a couple minutes left, Jungle Boy did not tap. I think it was like two minutes and thirty seconds left. Jungle Boy did not tap. Um, after that, you know the match went, and you know nobody won the match. The time ran out. Then Jer uh, Jericho got you know in the announcer's face demanded. He wants five more minutes of the match. Again, Jericho was taking a Jungle Boy. And then Jungle Boy gets up, hits a Hurricanrana on Jericho, pinned for the two. Jericho gets out of the ring, grabs his title. He's completely upset. He's pissed off. Uh, then he walks up the ramp. Um, and then they break to a commercial. He comes back um, down the ramp to the ring. Um, and, and really nothing, I mean, nothing really happened with, the, you know, with him coming down. I mean, he kind of just... Gave an interview, you know, he gave an interview about him and uh, John Moxley possibly having a match. Uh, Moxley's, you know, the top dog, probably the number one contender for the uh, AEW World Heavyweight Championship. So, but he wants him to join the inner circle, his team. So, look forward to seeing where that storyline goes between Jericho and John Moxley. So, it's going to be pretty interesting when they come back in January. Um, after that match, we have uh, Dr. Brick Baker versus Chris, Chris Statlander for the number one contenders match for the AEW Women's Championship. Um, it was a great match for, for both ladies. It was really, really good. Um, at the beginning of the match, Stratlander, you know, showing her athleticism, keeping the pace of the match uh, with the crazy cartwheels that she was doing. It was hilarious. Um, once they got in the middle of the ring, though, a breaker, a Baker hits a uh, great net, uh, neck breaker on Stratlander that looked really, really good. Um, and then Stratlander gets up, continue to show her, you know, show Britt Baker her skills in the ring and why, you know, AEW signed her. 
Uh, and then Baker attempts the uh, her finisher, the lockjaw, could not get it. Jalen actually picks her up, gets out of the lockjaw, hits her with the finisher, the Big Bang Theory, gets the pin on Britt Baker, pins her for the three, and the new number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship is Chris Statlander. After that, uh, Tony Schiavone is trying to conduct an interview with uh, Chris Statlander, uh, and then she's uh, they're both interrupted by Brandy Rhodes. She comes out, wants uh, Chris Statlander to uh, join the Nightmare Collective, you know, her little group that she has, uh, and Stratlander refused to. So by doing that, Brandy Rhodes took her heel and hit Stratlander right in the eye with it. So I hope she's okay. It looked pretty rough. So look forward to seeing when that story goes and um, see what Stratlander does against Rio, the AEW Women's Champion. Um, after that match, we have uh, Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard cutting a promo, which was fantastic. Basically, what they're trying to do is trying to find Sean Spears, uh, a formal tag team partner that he can tag with and maybe chase the, tag, the AEW tag team uh, titles. So after that, we have the main event, SCU versus the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Phenomenal match. Phenomenal match. If, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know what tag team wrestling is, and what it's all about, and what you're not seeing on WWE television, you need to watch AEW. This is where tag team wrestling just it, it just prospers, and exactly what you know a lot of tag team fans have been wanting to see that have been missing tag team wrestling, and what a good tag team match can bring to the table for professional wrestling, and what it could bring to the table. Um, these two teams, you know, it was just fantastic. It, they really played off each other well. They both knew each other. They both had great in ring awareness. It was just a phenomenal match. But starting the match. Um, the Young Bucks are keeping the pace. You know, they're showing, trying to show SCU why, you know, many people consider them being the best tag team of all time, best tag team in the world right now. And rightfully so. I mean, they've been all over the world from Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh, they even had a little stint in uh, TNA when they were known as Generation Me. Um, so they, they've been around for a very long time, just like, you know, Frankie Gazarian and Scorpio Sky. But in the, like I said, at the beginning of the match, the Bucks were trying to keep the pace, and they were. Uh, they were doing some great, phenomenal tag team moves together. Um, on Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. You know, uh, Nick Jackson, he's in the ring. He's keeping up the pace of the match, trying to keep the, the match going. He hits an awesome Hurricane Rana off the top rope on Scorpio Sky. That was <laughs> fantastic. It was great. Um, after that, you know, Nick Jackson hits an um, Escalera off the turnbuckle on uh, Sky and Kazarian on the outside, which that move is fantastic. It's like a like a front flip kind of corkscrew move. It was, it was, it was just great. Uh, then we have Matt Jackson hitting a sharpshooter on Scorpio Sky. That looked, I, I thought he was going to tap. It did not look good. Um, after that, we have uh, Kazarian hitting a double lariat on the Young Bucks, which was phenomenal on his part. And then the Bucks trying to regroup after the onslaught they were getting from SEU. I mean, SEU was really beating the hell out of the Young Bucks. Um, it, it was pretty brutal. After that, Nick Jackson you know, gets his composure, comes back springboard, but hit with a cutter by Sky pretty much in midair. It was, it was great. It was fantastic. The crowd was going absolutely crazy over that. It was a great move by uh, Scorpio Sky's part. Uh, then uh, Kazarian hits a nasty DDT on Nick Jackson on the on the apron on the outside, which was great. And then uh, SCU gets Matt Jackson in the ring. They hit the SCU later on Matt Jackson, pin for the three, and still your all-elite wrestling tag team champions, SCU. Um, after the match was over, you know, they kind of hugged it out, but then all of a sudden – the Creepers arrive from the Dark Order. Uh, and then the Dark Order comes down the ramp, you know, their music hits, and they're cutting a little promo trying to get, you know, maybe the Young Bucks or SCU to join, you know, the Dark Order. Um, and then all of a sudden the Creepers attack SCU and the Young Bucks. They just beat the hell out of them. 
Um, and then Daniel, Christopher Daniels comes out to save the Young Bucks and SCU. He ends up getting attacked by the Creepers. Uh, and then there's just many people trying to come out and save him. Omega came out to try to save him, but he got beaten up pretty bad. Uh, and then the Rhodes brothers, Cody and Dustin, came out to try to save SCU and the Young Bucks, and they end up getting uh, destroyed as well from the uh, Creepers from the Dark Order. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, pretty much what I can tell you is, is that, you know, I've been watching wrestling for a very long time very long time and uh from i mean from all over the world from um, fmw back in the day from japan um you know new japan pro wrestling all japan pro wrestling um noah uh ring of honor wwe i mean as far i think what AEW is trying to do is that they're trying to showcase you guys as an audience and you know people that are fans of wrestling that you know tag team wrestling is a big key in professional wrestling you know they want to show you guys what tag team wrestling is all about and i mean the amount of names that they have on this show weekly i mean just tag teams alone it's just it's insane i mean luchasaurus and, and marco stunt and jungle boy is a great tag team that you know, older people in the crowd can follow, you know, younger people in the crowd can follow and just people just gravitate to him, you know, to Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, the Jurassic Express. I mean, they're awesome. Their gimmick is great. Um, then you got the Lucha Bros with Pentagon and Phoenix. I mean, besides the I would say besides the Young Bucks right now, they're probably the second best tag team in the world. Um, if not, maybe the, you can. there's an argument even saying that they're all the best tag team in the world. They've done, they've done many independent shows. Uh, they've been all around the world, you know, big in Mexico. They did the uh, Lucha Underground thing where a lot of people remember him by. Um, I believe Ray Phoenix was a AAA uh, heavyweight champion for a little while until Kenny Omega beat him. Um, but all in all, AEW is where tag team wrestling prospers in professional wrestling. It's just fantastic, man. I mean, as a wrestling fan, you know, I'm not going to sit here and bash Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. But where Raw and SmackDown are not picking up the pace, AEW to me is, especially with the tag team division. I mean... AEW needs help in its, its own right. I mean, they need to rebuild the women's, you know, women's division. I know they signed Chris Statlander, Big Swole, um, you know, some other female uh, wrestlers to their, you know, to their arsenal, um, and they're, they're great talents. I'm not taking anything away from them. You know, even Rio, and you know, Rio is a great champion for them. Uh, Bea Priestley and you know, Britt Baker—they're all good women wrestlers. But I think they need to rebuild and or add more names to their female roster. Excuse me. Um, even the single male, you know, the, the male competitors in AEW that are not a part of a tag team. Um, you know, Cody has rumored for many, many months now since AEW started that they have, you know, they sign people what we haven't seen them all yet. And, you know, I'm not going to bash the show tonight. I think they're not all in all the show. I give it maybe like a six out of 10, maybe a seven. Um, there was some really good matches, you know, a, a lot of speculation on what, why Hangman let, you know, the attack happen because he didn't come out to save him. Um, I think that's going to set up a, a future storyline of what, you know, he's doing. But they need to add more names. They need to add more limelight to the roster, for, you know, for people to be like, wow. And I figured with their last show of the year, they would have some kind of wow factor towards the end of the show. And they didn't. Um, you know, Marty, Marty Scroll would have been a great addition to AEW. I, I know he's with NWA right now, but there's other free agents out there like Luke Harper, Um Killer Cross, who got released from his TNA contract, that would have been a great addition to, you know, all elite wrestling. Maybe have him, you know, Killer Cross kind of beef with uh, Wardlow. That's kind of you know watching MJF's back. So, you know, that, I think they really need to utilize and do some more talent research that's out there and go to these indie shows and, and find these guys. You know, 
like I said, their tag team division is probably one of the best things they have. You know, Private Party from House of Glory Wrestling is the same thing. You know, um, Santana Ortiz, former members of LAX, House of Glory Wrestling champions, you know, tag team champions. They just need to build more single competitors for AEW, you know, because eventually what's going to happen is, is when you don't have a big enough roster, it's going to become something where it gets stale. And, you know, you're going to see the same matches, maybe not right back to back, but a couple weeks down the road. You know, I know we've seen a Joey Janela and John Moxley match. And then I think a couple months later, we have a rematch between them two um, or, you know, Kenny Omega and John Moxley. You know, there needs to be more talent added to this roster. And, and what I'm hoping that they're not doing um, entirely is that they're, you know, trying to hire their friends. I understand helping people out and giving them a job and, you know, with the talent they have, they can bring something to the table, but you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, there's other female wrestlers out there that I think would be good for AEW. Number one for me right now would be Tessa Blanchard from uh, TNA impact. Um, she's phenomenal. I, to me, I can't compare her to a Charlotte flair, but I can say that she has the mindset of like maybe a China and how China was, you know, ruling the fight, man, you know, men and women, you know, she was trying to be, one of the best female wrestlers out there. And to me, she is. I, I think right now, I mean, technically she's not, I guess, on the indies. Uh, I mean, Impact Wrestling is on Access TV. Um, but I, hopefully, you know, AEW gets a whole, you know, gets a chance to sign her. I, I think she'd be a great addition to, you know, All Elite Wrestling. Um, like I said tonight, I, I give it like a 6 or 7 out of 10. Now, uh, the ending of the match, you know, the tag match, the main event was good. But after the match and, you know, what happened after with the segment, it, it just – I, I'm not getting the Dark Order thing. I'm really not. I, I think they need to do something else to hype it up and, and, and bring in more talent, like I said. It just eventually it's going to get stale. And I know they have a pay-per-view coming up come, uh, in, called Revolution. I think it's in January or February. Um, hopefully they can add more names, man. I mean, if not, this show's going to get stale. And I, I love the fact that AEW is on TNT. So if, if you guys are wrestling fans, uh, they come on, uh, besides the next two weeks, they come back on January 2nd, um, bi-weekly on TNT at 8 o'clock till 10, uh, they show All Elite Wrestling. And it does have sim like sim some similarities, I guess, to uh, WCW Nitro, just because of the fact that they were on TNT, just like how WCW was back in the day with Nitro and, and Thunder. If you're, a, if you're an old school, you know, 90s fan that, you know, like WCW, I mean, this is kind of the same way. Um, in, in some small ways, how, you know, WCW was, you know, they had NWO, now they got the Elite and, you know, the Inner Circle. Um, I look forward to seeing, uh, you know, Moxie's answer with Jericho as well, if he's going to join the Inner Circle or does he want that belt? Does he want that match with Jericho? And I think if it happens, hopefully it happens at the pay-per-view. And I think it's going to be a fantastic match. And there's a good chance that Moxley could go over in that match and win the belt. I mean, I think it's time for a new champion. Um, you know, Jericho is kind of really running through the roster at this point with the helps of the inner circle and just his own, in, you know, in-ring ability. Um, so it, like I said, it was, it's six or seven out of 10 for me. I, it wasn't their best show, but it wasn't their worst show. That's just the way I see it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, it's just going to add more talent to this show because it's going to get to a point where it just gets stalled, you know, stalled out and stale and. You know, I appreciate the non-commercial match. I, I know why they did it. It's pretty much, you know, you had the NXT effect and the AEW effect. And NXT had the, I believe it was the Adam Cole uh, defending the NXT championship against Finn Balor match. Um, that was non-commercial. And don't worry, guys, I will give you the full review of NXT of what happened tonight, tomorrow, 
Um, just usually Wednesday nights from here on out are going to be pretty much AEW reviews. Um, and I might end up doing a throwback Thursday tomorrow night, um, which I just take pretty much old pay-per-views or old shows that I've seen in the past and give you guys a review of it, you know, and show you guys and ladies and gentlemen what, you know, happened in professional wrestling back in the day. If you didn't catch it or, you know, anything like that, give you guys a great review. So all in all, you know, I, like I said, I appreciate, appreciate you guys sticking around, listening to the podcast and, uh, you know, continue this journey of, you know, my dream and, you know, my goal to be one of the top, you know, professional wrestling, you know, out, you know, podcasts that are out there. So, um, I look forward to doing the uh, NXT review for you guys tomorrow and, uh, Hope you guys enjoy the show and hope you guys have a good night and Merry Christmas. See you.